Welcome to another episode of Mostly Sports. This is your host, Keon St. John. How are you doing? Excellent, hopefully. Let's get to it. Today, I'll be talking about these Houston Rockets, man. They look damn good. They look damn good, man. You know, I wasn't so high on them. Obviously, obviously at the beginning of the season, they started off kind of rocky. Uh, you know, made some lineup changes. They had Melo in there. They put took Melo out. Made some more changes at the uh, right before the All Star break. Uh, they got signed Kenneth Reed, um, and also signed uh, Austin Rivers. Now, on the surface, you say, "Hey, <clears throat> those are two regular guys, two utility guys," but. When Houston is playing at their best, you know, obviously with CP and with James Harden, they surround those guys with a bunch of utility players. And um, quietly, you know, they've gone from a finesse team to really a team that can score. Also, a team that has some grit and some toughness. I mean, they added P.J. Tucker last year. They kind of set the tone for that with adding P.J. Tucker last year and then also adding... Um, Trevor Reza, because Trevor Reza got away, obviously, but they kind of brought back in some more tough guys this year. Kenneth Reza, another tough guy. You might not remember him, but he'd been out the league for a couple years, but when he was in Denver, he was a very, very good player. He kind of fell out of favor with his coach, got benched, got waved, got picked up, got waved again. Excuse me. But he found the perfect situation for himself. Um, in Houston, and it's good to see him because I like him. He's my kind of guy. He plays hard, plays tough, doesn't back down, gets rebounds, does the dirty work. Everybody doesn't want to do the dirty work. He's one of those guys. I can relate to that. Um, <clears throat> and Austin Rivers. Now I'm gonna get to the main guys in a second, but it's I think it's important to point out the other contributors to their success. Um, Austin Rivers. Now, I know he's a utility guy. Obviously, he's been bouncing around the league a lot. Um, you know, doesn't get a whole lot of respect, but I'm going to give respect where respect is due. He's playing well. He's doing what he's supposed to do over there. And that's playing hard defense and being aggressive when he's in the game. Um, obviously, with the shoot or, or with the pass, he's being aggressive. Um and it's helped him out a lot. I'm going to give Dan Tony some props too, man. The, the Rockets play better defense than you think they would play. I know uh, Dan Tony, they used to call him Antony, Coach Antony, because he left the D at home. But defense, defensively, the Rockets are a much, much better team than they've been in previous, previous years. And last year was the start of that. They had a lot of success playing the way that they play, so they pretty much tried to re- recreate that as much as they can this year. It was tough for them, obviously, starting off this year. CP3 got hurt, pulled that hamstring. He missed a whole bunch of games, and that's when Harden took over. But they wasn't scary to me when Harden took over and he's averaging 30 a game because we know that that kind of offense cannot sustain in the postseason. It just was impressive just to see what he was doing. But now they're scary as a complete team because 
we got CP3 there. And no, he's not the old CP3, but, you know, CP3, really for any offense that he's in, he's like, a, you know, he's like the oil, you know, in the offense. He just keeps everything running smoothly, um, gets everybody open shots, forces uh, the floor to be spread just a little bit more, a lot more spacing out there. And he just makes the right plays with the ball. Obviously, he's going to get it to the open guy or he's going to take a good shot. And he's a competitor. You call him what you want, dirty, whatever you want. I mean, when you're 5'9", five, 5'10", five, playing in the – well, he's not 5'9". He's six foot, six foot. When you're six foot playing in the NBA, you're going to have a chip on your shoulder, um, especially a guy that plays low to the ground. You know, he's not a high flyer. He's not a long shooter like Steph. He's just a good – tough, regular, um, regular speed, not that much athleticism, but he's highly skilled nevertheless and highly intelligent. And he plays the game from the neck up. He makes smart decisions. And that offense runs much, much smoother, much, much smoother when CP is in the, in the lineup for them. So his health is huge. Obviously they had a golden state on the ropes last year. And they, you know, really, if CP3 doesn't get hurt, you know, who knows? I mean, they had them on the ropes. You know, they was up 3-2, you know. So, I don't know. I'm not saying they was going to win. I'm just saying, you know, it looked, it, looked, it looked as if, you know, they had a shot. And I know this year, um, you know, I know Eric Gordon made a comment last year after the end of the playoffs that if they had CP3, that they was going to win that series. So I know they're, uh, you know, counting their, counting their chickens per se, and, and trying to make sure is, or excuse me, counting their blessings and trying to make sure everybody stays healthy for their postseason run. And I know they feel confident that if everybody's healthy, they got a shot to make it to the finals. They got a shot to beat the Warriors. And to be honest with you, <clears throat> they're one of the few teams that I think can have a shot against the Warriors. And not because they're more skilled than the Warriors, but because they play. If you're going to beat the Warriors, you know, you got to beat highly skilled teams. You got to beat them up. And that's what P.J. Tucker is there for. That's what Nene is there for. That's what um, Fareed is there for. Uh, Capella that's what they're there for they're there to beat up the other opponent and make it tough for them to score and you know I'm curious to see how it's going to play out but I'm going to give Houston their props man let's, let's get let's get to the dude man let's get to the dude Mr. Harden man I've been real impressed with James Harden he's really out there cooking I'm not sure what meal he's making but uh, he's out there cooking that's for sure He's averaging 36.6 on the season. And I got the stat. I got a stat that I know you didn't know. But I'm going to give it to you. And when I heard it, I was like, ooh, okay. Okay, James. James Harden. <clears throat> now, if I say this stat, it's going to sound damn near unbelievable. But because, you know, two seasons ago, there were videos out all over YouTube, all over Twitter about watching James Harden really play like the worst defense that you can see a player play and he just was out there just really being uh, 
an escort to the hoop for a lot of players. I mean, just literally just watching players go by him and his hand not moving, his feet not moving, just watching people score and then getting the ball and going back up to court. This year, or even the last two years, I'll say he's he must have seen some stat. I mean, must have seen a couple, some footage. He must have took uh, some self-evaluation of himself and and really dialed it in because he's really stepped it up. Maybe some of his homies called and said, hey, dog, you need to play some better D. Maybe his agent said, hey, you need to play better D. Or maybe he just looked in the mirror and said, I need to do better. What can I do better for my team to be successful? And playing defense was one of those things, and he's done it. The stat is James Harden leads the league in pass deflections this year. Yeah, you heard me right. At this point right now, James Harden leads the league in pass deflections. That's impressive from a guy who's known, notoriously known for not playing any defense. Now, what pass deflections means is, quite simply, it just means that he's now giving effort to when before he wasn't giving effort. Now, he's paying attention to when people are driving. He's paying attention to passing lanes. He's using his brain and... um, Guessing also, jumping in the middle of passing lanes uh, before the pass gets there. I mean, I mean he has, you know, he has decent arm length. There's no reason he has uh, decent de- decent foot speed. There's no reason why he couldn't be a decent defender. And he stepped that up. You know, I give credit where credit is due. I mean, he was a notoriously bad defender, and now he leads the league in pass deflections. And this helps his team out tremendously. I don't know if some of that is hanging around P.J. Tucker, hanging around Trevor Ariza, two really, really good defensive players. Excuse me, now you got Fareed, another good defensive player. I mean, you practice with guys long enough, you pick up some of those habits. Uh, Playing defense is a spirit. Uh, You hear this a lot as far as when uh, 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 good basketball teams playing defense together, they're almost playing on a string. Because if one player goes another, goes one, if one player goes to one place on the court, then the other player replaces that player, and vice versa. Everybody's helping the helper, is what they say. So, um, and that's the kind of defense that they're playing right now. They've been real impressive, man. I mean, I, I, I especially <clears throat> looking in contrast to the way that they play compared to the team that they just beat, which is Boston, and two teams going to two different complete places. Um, excuse me, going in two different, two completely different places. Boston, and it's it's crazy because Boston, we all know, bought the Celtics have way more talent, like all around, player for player. If you went player for player, you know, you might go Harden, you know, CP, and then after that, you're going to pick all Boston players. You know what I'm saying? But the difference is Houston is playing like a team, and playing like a team is infectious. You get to passing and cutting and passing and cutting. And before you know it, guys are coming off the bench, passing and cutting, taking open shots, crashing the board, getting deflections. You know, nobody wants to let their teammate down when you're playing in sync. Now, in contrast, what the Celtics are doing, the Celtics are playing like a whole bunch of isolation ball. And some of that is because... Kyrie is, is is pretty much an isolation player, and that kind of carries over to the other players as far as like, okay, you do your thing, now I get the ball, now I got to do my thing. 
You know, okay, now you did your thing. Okay, now it's time for me to do my thing. Rather than last year, their offense without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward, was pass the ball. I mean, pass the ball, cut, guys are open. Like, remember last year we were praising Brad Stevens, their head coach, because he was coming up with good plays and guy he was getting good shots and running good offense now. I don't know what the hell Boston is doing. They really, I mean, if you want to see what a team looks like with no chemistry, that's what it, <clears throat> that's what it looks like. It looks like the way the Boston Celtics are playing right now. So um, it's just crazy seeing both of those teams go against each other uh, and then seeing one team that looks focused and one team that's thinking about, you know, Kyrie looks like he's thinking about half a free agency. Um, Tatum looks dis- disinterested sometimes. And I'll say this, um, I know this is about Houston, I'll um, make this one last statement about Boston. I'm going to get back to Houston. Gordon Hayward, since he's came back from injury, he's playing over 20 minutes a game, and he's averaging like five points a game. Hey, you need to sit his ass down. You need to sit him down, he needs to come off the bench. He's just eating up time and eating up shots that can be going to Tatum or that can be going to Brown. It's just crazy, like I say, I'm only using Boston as a direct contrast because that's exactly who they just beat the other day. Now, these are two playoff teams that both came in with high expectations on the year. Um, But it's just crazy, you know, these sports, man, you never know what's going to happen. You could have a really good team with a whole bunch of good players and they can be going downhill. Then you could have a, a, a good team with a couple good players and a whole bunch of utility players. And they do really, really well. And a lot of that, too, is back to Houston. A lot of that, too, is players understanding their role. You know, that is huge for a team's success. You got players understanding their role. I mean, they're going to do exactly what they're supposed to do and not going to do nothing extra. You don't see Nene or, or, excuse me, Fareed shooting a whole bunch of threes because it's open. You don't see... Um, Clint, Clint Capella shooting threes. You see him diving to the rim. That's his job. Now Harden is out there cooking. Now, I wouldn't even recommend people to learn the way Harden plays. I'll tell you, I, I don't even want players dribbling 20 times for a shot. But when James Harden does it, it's really poetry in motion, man. It is. Because I, you watch him, he's just sizing this guy up. He's sizing him up either for the step back three or he's going to go by you. And I think he, he gets low like that and he, he goes back and forth behind the back, between the legs, looking at the feet. I think he tries to catch the defender flat-footed. Therefore, he can explode. And if your defender is uh, flat-footed, backpedaling, and you're exploding off of the balls of your feet, then you got him. Then you got him. And he's been able to do that constantly, consistently. Um, Like I say, he's averaging 36. The MVP looked like it's in the middle of his hands. Or it looked like he's going to get it. Um, But we all know their season is going to depend on CP3 being healthy and all of their rotation players being healthy. I mean, that that goes for everybody. Everybody needs all their guys to be the best that they can be. Um, Houston is no different. I'm just very impressed with the way that they have bounced back um, this year and the way that they have bounced back after CP3's injury. 
And I'm impressed with the way how, how Harden has stepped up and changed his game. He's now a, he's not a great defender, but he's a decent defender. And let's let's keep it real. It takes a lot of energy, man. It takes a lot of energy to score them score all them points and to play super D every night. So you're not gonna be able to do it like that. You know, but um he's found a way to do it. He's found a way to give good defensive effort and still be who he is on offense, which is a non-stop scoring machine. Uh, you know, he comes to the arena every day, like I always say. With a garbage bag full of buckets, and uh, he's out there giving them out. So, you know, shout out to H Town, man. Shout out to H Town. They look good. I'm really, really interested to see how they do in this playoffs. The West, uh, I think it's gonna come down to Houston and Golden State again. We gonna see. It's gonna be interesting. It's going to be interesting because <clears throat> about playing these teams, you know, these teams, when they're really, really good like this, the key to beating them is, number one, you can't be scared. And Houston had Golden State on the ropes last year. They're probably the one team to give Golden State the toughest matchup probably within the past, like, two years, you know. Golden State been running through everybody, except Houston had them on the ropes last year. So... We're going to see about these Rockets, man. You know? All right. Thank you for your time. Quick little Houston Rockets breakdown. Let me give them some love. They're playing good ball. Um, you know, I, love, I love CP3. He's one of my favorite players as well. Uh, so I'm interested to see how they do in these playoffs. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Um, please remember, win with class. Lose with class. I'm out. Mostly sports.